Hello, friends in the insurance nerds community. I am Meg McKean. I am the founder of Adjunct Advisors, LLC, an insurance consulting firm and a friend of insurance nerds. I'm so proud of this community and all of the different ways that insurance nerds is helping to elevate those who are here in the business and also make space for those to come. We have very recently announced a new series called My Next Insurance Adventure, where we spend a very brief amount of time chatting with candidates who are available for hire out there in the insurance world. And I am happy to be filling this seat as the host of this little segment today, and we'll see where this goes from here. We're very much figuring it out as we go, but I am very excited to be joined this morning by Martin Calhoun. Martin, thanks for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, wonderful. Martin and I had a chance to catch up just briefly over email before we we joined this call this morning. And then when we did join, he's shared that he's sitting in Buffalo, New York right now. I think I'm supposed to say go Bills. I think that's how this works. I'm a Chicago native, currently a digital nomad and homeless by choice, but um, I guess a Bears fan by default. So I imagine you can relate. Again. Yeah, I love it. Um, the way that we're going to structure this, we're just going to have a conversation, my new friend. And, mm-hmm. and I'd like those who are listening to get to know you and what you're about and some of your core values and what you might bring to an organization. Um, sure. Why don't you use just a few minutes? Cause we're going to try to keep this brief for those like me who have less than an average attention span these days, but mm-hmm. um, how did we get here? Tell me a little bit about you and your career journey and, and all the different ways that you've attached to the insurance industry um, up to this point. Well, it was interesting. I actually was a, a marketing executive before coming into insurance. Um, and uh, through a series of, of connections, I, I, I connected with Farmers Insurance and had a, uh, a thriving agency. I, you know, started my insurance agency from scratch. I built it up pretty pretty quickly um, because of marketing prowess and became the rookie of the year, fast growing agency in the state of Arizona a few years in a row. And um, they had a little thing called moratorium. <laughs> so they're not going to sell a lot of insurance in this period of time. So I actually ended up selling my agency and, and went independent um, and then started focusing on uh, as an independent agent. Um, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I had a client pass away and I was able to um, deliver a, a, a life insurance check. And so I really saw the the power of how life insurance could change the trajectory of a family. So I focused on life insurance for several years, um, got very adept at life insurance. I focused specifically on whole life and um, over the years um, did really well in life insurance. I was actually the uh, agent of the year globally for Transamerican in in whole life insurance one year. So that was a a nice uh, accomplishment. But um, then I started focusing more on recruiting and managing and training agents to kind of help them along in, in their journey um, in getting the results that they're looking for. And so I focused the next several years on just, just building um, uh, agencies and, and helping agents to just uh, do well in insurance. And so that's where we find myself today. Okay, so I'm hearing agency owner, mm-hmm. I'm hearing award-winning insurance salesperson on the life insurance side and 
trainer, coach, team builder, supporter. That's amazing. What a cool journey. I always say no insurance career is a straight line. Um, and your, your story exactly exemplifies that. So, um, so where are you today? What do you envision for your next move? If, if you had what you do total control in the process, right? If you had to, to sort of identify what would feel good for you next in terms of the organization and the role, what does that look like for you? For me, it's more of a, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of a VP of sales, if you will, um, uh, leading a sales organization, leading a region, if you will, uh, possibly a, a national concern in helping the uh, organization to really um, meet their goals that they really want to uh, grow exponentially. Um, yeah. That's really my focus in helping people kind of look at a bigger picture and and then taking it down to bite-sized chunks of what we can do today to make that come to fruition. Um, and so my next position, if you will, is that's what I'm working for, a, a, a role that I can really have an effect on increasing revenue for the, for the organization. I love it. Uh, we have a really bad habit in our industry of promoting our best salespeople into sales leadership. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. How are you not that person? Does that make sense? How are you it not that person? Sense. Yeah. It sense. I think um, it could be positive and negative. You know, if you're, if you're a great salesperson, many times great salespeople don't make great managers. And I think the reason is education. Mm. Um, they, they go about it the same way they went selling and, and it's a different mindset. It's a different skill set. And for me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a reader. I, I love reading. I love learning. I go to seminars all the time. I listen to podcasts. I, I watch videos. I, I, I literally, I go through a book a week pretty much. And so for me, um, when I transitioned from sales to management, I realized, hey, this is a new skill. Let me get adept at this. And so I just kind of dove in with, with all I had and, and uh, kind of interviewed people that were my mentors at the time and saying, you know, you're doing well in this endeavor. How can I have the same results over a period of time that you're having now? And just kind of implemented those skills. So it, it, it helped me bridge that gap between sales and management. I love it. Uh, you know, social media doesn't lie. And I followed the the breadcrumbs back on your LinkedIn profile. And I was looking at some of the things that you've shared over the last year or so. And what I really like is that I see leadership from you in the way that you're sharing ideas from other thought leaders and creating some of your own thought leadership around knowing your value and knowing your worth and making sure that your priorities are in line and making sure that that, uh, whatever work-life balance is, you know, we're all trying to figure that out. Um, but I think that that translate, translates very well in today's culture mm-hmm. um, with work that employees are really choosing to work for leaders and with leaders who understand what their day-to-day journey might look like. And because you've had boots on the ground in the past, so to speak, and you've been in active sales positions, I think it it qualifies you uniquely to do um, what's next for you. I already have some ideas and some introductions I need to make for you. Um, (laughs) I'm realizing as we're having this conversation, so I don't imagine um, that your phone is going to be quiet, so to speak, as a result of this um, 
this interview, but let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, tell me we're recording this. It's Monday morning. Mm -hmm. How'd you spend your weekend? What does Martin outside of the office look like? I'm a family guy. Um, I have four daughters married. Um, and so this particular weekend, we actually spent time, I spent time with my wife and uh, we went to a concert. Um, we, I'm a, I'm a adventure guy. So I, I love motorcycles, horseback riding, you know, things like that, hiking, biking. So uh, typically you'll find me outdoors this weekend. I, I spent time in, in our garden, if you will. So I planted, my daughter loves hydrangeas, hydrangeas. Oh yeah. So, um, she's actually out on vacation with a friend of hers in Orlando. So I bought her a, a hydrangea tree and put, put it in our front yard. So, so when she comes home, she's like, oh my gosh. So um, I wanted her to be able to, you know, just have a nice feeling whenever she comes home, knowing that, hey, dad did this one thing for me that I really, really love and just gives her that, uh, that anchor, if you will. And so I like doing that, that type of thing for, for my family. But, but for me, it's, it's just, it's really family and work. And I have a, a great work-life balance, even though I'm pretty driven at work. Um, I, I understand the value of family and the value of spending quality time. And so I make sure that the time I do spend with my girls, it, uh, it counts. That's amazing. Thank you for four girls. Wow. That's a lot of girls. Um, and I am, I am childless by choice. So I've got a very different, uh, very different day to day than you do. But, um, but I think we talked about balance and I think that's, um, making sure that you savor those moments together and, and focus on the big picture. So I imagine um, in this day and age, it's a high likelihood that you'll end up being in a remote position. Um, I won't assume, but um, if remote is something that you're open to, one of the challenges of being a leader of a remote team um, is how do you continue to stay connected with your teammates and continue to build a strong culture when we're not seeing each other every morning over the coffee machine Tell me about that. What's your experience been? What's your preference? And then also as a leader, how do you envision bridging that gap with your own team? Sure. I love remote. Um, in, in today's fast-paced society, you know, remote is really preferable, uh, especially in sales. I mean, for the most part, you don't necessarily have to be in an office in, in, the, in the sales environment that we find ourselves in. So I think as long as you have consistent touches, so like in, in my case, what I would do is, is I will set up a, a call with my people every morning and just to, just to have a, a, a touch. So whether it's a, a 10 minute kind of huddle, if you will, and look at what are the objectives for the day and just um, throughout the day, giving each person a call, whether it's on the phone, whether it's on Zoom, touching base with them, looking at what their individual goals are and what their objectives are for that particular day and just helping them stay on track. Um, it's actually more advantageous now to be remote because you can really see a person, whether it's on their phone or what have you, and you can be that coach, if you will, throughout the day. So if you're in a leadership role where you're either managing salespeople, hiring salespeople, you can be more visible than you, you were in the office back in the day where, you know, we didn't have cell phones and things like that. So you, you can be kind of lock arms, if you will, with them throughout the day and helping them, you know, it, whether it's holding them accountable, motivating them, counseling them, teaching them, whatever the, the, the objective is for that particular call or, or touch. Um, it just takes a few minutes to have an impact. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I'm, I get 
I get leadership vibes from you, my new friend. Um, I love it. And I love where you're, you're undoubtedly headed. Um, I'm going to leave you with this and the listener with this, the viewer. Do you have maybe a life motto or a mantra or something that you kind of fall back on your North star when things are cloudy or muddy? What do you think about what runs through your mind? Carpe diem. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I, I specifically made a note and totally forgot. Thank you for your service. I saw way back in the beginning on your LinkedIn profile that you were um, in the army. So thank you for that service um, very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, carpe diem is one of those quick, easy phrases. It's easy to say, easy to motivate me. It, it helps me just quickly put things in perspective where, you know, I'm here to do something and whatever that thing is, whether it's hanging with my girls, getting, getting being effective at work, there's something you want to seize, an objective you want to seize, and, and something you want to make go right. And so seize the day for me is I write down my goals every day, twice a day, um, where I am now, where I want to be. And it helps me just kind of put that right back in focus when, when the day kind of get hazy. You write your goals down twice a day. Twice. I never, I have a to-do list that is, you know, we'll end all to-do lists, but I never thought about twice a day. It keeps you focused. I mean, it keeps yeah. important to you right in front of you and then, and you never get off track really. Yeah. So um, there's a, a bunch of things we could, we, we could spend a bunch of time talking about that, but the yeah. fact is if you, if you keep your goals in front of you, you're more likely to achieve them quickly. I love it. Very cool. Uh, I've no doubt the team you'll end up leading is going to have so much to learn from you. And so, so many of their own goals to meet with your support. Thanks for being part of the insurance nerds community. Thanks for being my new friend. Um, hopefully our, our paths cross eventually and we can meet in person, but we'll have Martin's contact information for you um, here linked with this episode and encourage anyone that is interested in chatting more with Martin um, to take that next step. So thank you for being here and we'll catch up with you soon. Awesome. Have a great day.